0: Hi gimmicks fans, your questions haven't heard about why did we switch to Avalanche? And it became a discussion internally about, well, how do we talk about the secret sauce without the ingredients of the secret sauce being revealed? And thus this conversation with our friends from Way2Digital, the people who make the tech behind the gimmicks. Enjoy. Uh, Here we are on the tape portion of the podcast and on a Zoom right now is the Wrangler, Luisa. Hey Wrangler.
1: Oh, is this the part I have to find the mute button?
0: Well, technically, well, I mean, you know, I was giving you the chance for Zoom to be an already unmuted zone, but you know, we can, uh, we can add a fumbling sound in post now.
1: <laughs> yes. Hello there, Ben. How are you?
0: I am great. I am great. We have friends with us here. Would you like to give them a little introduction our way to digital friends?
1: Oh, okay. That's what I'm supposed to be doing here. Got that it. Is okay. to very about. cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so very excited to um, welcome to this segment, our lovely friends from Way2Digital are partners in crime. And they are some of the best technical partners that we can find. And I'm so happy to have here with us, Augustine and also Nikki from Way2Digital, who, you know, we're going to be talking about some more tech aspects of the gimmicks.
2: Hello, Nikki here.
3: Hey, this is Agustin from way to digital And hopefully we are one of the best possible tech partners there is, not the ones that you could find only. So i at least hoping that. <laughs>
0: Well, fantastic. So guys, you know, there's been a lot of questions that have come through the Discord. I know that I see y'all start to type down there every now and then, and I'm sure it's like a, a type and then a race situation because you can't always say exactly what's going on with the secret sauce that is the the making of a uh, Web3 product. But we wanted to kind of give everybody at least some, under, some better understanding from the actual engineering side of things about like, what are the benefits to Avalanche, uh, Partyship has asked this specifically: What are the benefits to Avalanche that we're seeing, um, and that you know, kind of looking ahead a little bit? And you know, we can bleep and cut you if something really good comes out. Okay, got it. That, that's that's good to know. Then uh, I I'll, I can start, and I'll
2: let Augustine add anything if if he thinks yeah we need to add something. But yeah, I mean, at a high level, you could say that um, uh, Avalanche is super fast. It's a super fast blockchain. It has low costs and is eco-friendly. I know there are a lot of blockchains claiming those features nowadays, but if you want to get a bit more into what they actually offer and, and why why I, th- I think it's, a, it's great that we're going in that direction is the fact that if we want to get more technical, Avalanche is suitable to process an insane amount of transactions per second. That is including subnets. So there's also that chance to in the future, if we want to do so, create a private subnet for the gimmicks and have something dedicated for the actual community. Transaction times take less than two seconds, which is great. Um, they are eco-friendly, they optimize their CPU, their CPU usage to sort of go about it in a more effective way. It's based on proof of stake, which is what Ethereum, the Ethereum merge did for the mainnet of Ethereum. There are tons of, of, of technical aspects that come with that like the possibility to also moving or, or the, the fact that moving to an EVM compatible that's Ethereum virtual machine compatible ecosystem allows us to connect with other blockchains if needed or maybe expand functionality on what we already have by upgrading our, our smart contracts basically that sort of summarizes what the benefits are of going into Avalanche
3: mm-hmm. yeah and in a non-so-technical way like you can think about the blockchain as a railroad and gimmicks. basically it's about the destination, about where are you going with the railroad, what it takes to uh, those experiences. So in in a project like this, uh, I would say like it's it's great moving to an EVM compatible blockchain, not just for the technical features, but also for the user experience. Because uh, for example, in Solana, you have uh, less uh, less chance of using different wallets and uh, it's more like a closed ecosystem in the sense of you can't like interoperate in a way like uh, you can with EVM blockchains using Avalanche, you can uh, just add the network to your already existing Metamask wallet or you can also add uh, other networks like Nick explained Like it's easy to, to move from one network to another with the same wallet uh, which also allows to many uh, of the the things that the, the, the people in this core were talking about, uh, for example, why not, didn't we choose Matic? I think that we are way closer to Matic than everybody would think. And that's because the same wallet address, it's uh, shared between every EVN compatible blockchain. So for a user, if we, if for example, they need functionality on that it's only on Polygon, uh, we could like airdrop, uh, tokens uh, using the same wallet address that they have right now in avalanche or ethereum and we can send a an airdrop of a, a token in polygon so they could actually access the functionality that is needed so that's the advantage for in, in terms of the, the the user experience
0: no i, I totally get it. and I mean, the evm compatibility is the thing that i've kind of like as i've dug into it. i'm not i'm I, I got into this in like the last year so y'all know way more than me as far as like how all this stuff works and how, and how this this stuff goes. but compatibility of systems is a thing that I totally understand as, as working in entertainment and in production and stuff because you get those those uh, crossed wires often. And that's the thing that I think that I, I see more and, and kind of what I hear y'all talking about here is that this EV I'm saying that our right, EVM, right? I'm saying that right that's what yep. yeah
3: Ethereum virtual machine.
0: Okay, so it's so there we go. That's actually part of my question about how we're that close to MATIC. So it is Ethereum connected in a uh, uh, a language in a in a uh, backend sort of way.
3: In, in they share the same programming language, but this is on this is like the secret sauce in the sense that, that people don't care. It's about the, the development. Like for us, it's not it's not easier, but let's say that it's faster to deliver something if we decide to 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 integrate with different networks that are evm compatible we are uh, for example if we it's easier because they share the same programming language so for we work with others that have the work with other programming languages we work with cardano with solana with near so so but each one is more like a let's say like a closed ecosystem
2: yeah absolutely and then also picking up on that that the the fact that I'm always going to go a bit more into the technical aspect of things because that's that's my, my profile and the tech delivery manager over at Way2Digital. So I, I tend to go a bit too much into the roots of what's going on. Um, but yeah, at, at the infrastructure level, um, the fact that we're working with EBM compatible blockchains makes it easier for us to sort of build a community that isn't tied to a single place. In a matter of speaking. It's one less barrier to fight to be able to have all the benefits from several ecosystems and communities and, and be able to come together in a single integration and I think that's the most interesting part of this project. The fact that you can build fast, low cost, um, decentralized applications uh, and then launch customized blockchains whether they can be private or public. I mean, all of that adds value to what you're building because the possibilities are, in you know, a way, endless.
0: Yeah, I mean, that makes a lot more sense to me about that. Throw, we have a, another question from PartyShip also. PartyShip has a lot of questions about this particular area, so I wanted to make sure that I get both of his in. The other one is, and I've heard it from other people too, is that so at, when the move has happened, and they're kind of moving on to now like what we have done, the passport version that's on Solana, and and Luisa, you might need to chime in on some of this too. Here, what do we do with that passport version that is now left on Solana?
1: So good question. I, I mean, so technically, it's an it's an asset that is on Solana. Now it's no longer unique because once you've bridged over, the asset that's left in Solana is going to be the same across the board as everyone else. It's a it's a nice memorabilia. Um, I guess is what I would say. I I mean, so from a technical standpoint, it's still an asset that remains on Solana. You you can list it, you can, you can do whatever you want with it. So from a purely technical standpoint, nothing prevents you from listing it if you choose to list it. Now, you know, it's the market will bear whatever the market will bear. But that's essentially it. It's, It's really a I guess call it like a you know a memorabilia that's like left in the salon chain, and it remains an asset.
0: I mean, to me, and, and y'all can tell me if I'm reading this wrong from a Web two relationship standpoint. To me, it kind of seems like it would be the equivalent of, of having Windows three point one on a, on a disk still. I mean, like yeah, it would it, it would have ran back on an older machine and stuff now, but now good luck getting that to actually run on anything more modern. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I like to think of that as um as a sort of OG pass. Like I was here when when all of this was created, and I was part of the entire movement. Um, so yeah, as a token holder, I like to see it as a as a OG pass. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, and
3: yeah. uh, in going more literally, I think that the image it's very uh, like representative because if you see like the stamp, it seems like it's like an expired passport. It is actually like an expired passport for two reasons. The one that Nikki mentioned, let's say that you traveled a lot and you want to keep your passport, like, hey, I have all these stamps. <laughs> you, you, you would look like an OG traveler. We, we
1: saw this, you know, as soon as, we, as soon as we announced that we were bridging over to Avalanche, um, you know, the question of why. I think overall, I think the answer is always going to be quite frankly, it's complicated, right? It is complicated. This discussion is a focus against the technical side of the benefits in terms of like part of the part of the thinking that went into the why avalanche. But there are certainly a lot of other benefits in which, you know, we we had to think very hard about. And I know, you know, we've said this in, in other sort of forums, is we've definitely feel like the development community that's been fostered in the Avalanche ecosystem is really robust and strong and very supportive as soon as it's been announced the avalanche community really embraced it like we we sort of see their engagement on the gimmicks twitter we see them coming in and you know like talking and evangelizing the project um, despite the fact that you know they don't hold any tokens yet and i think that we're really excited for what's to come
0: yeah so aha there we go what's to come well, Wrangler, you have these gentlemen here, and they're part of the whole team and everything, and you wrangle everything here. So what can we, while we have this assembled brain trust, leak out about tech and what that's going to like let us do? Like, what, what little bit can we throw out there while we're in this little space? Good
1: Lord, you're always asking for the alpha.
0: That's why the it's people have me here.
1: Thing, it's a good thing Leaker Boom's not here.
0: <laughs> he was he was he was locked up and thrown in a closet <laughs> yep, yep there he is yep. <laughs> guys I want to I want to thank y'all for coming and uh making the time to to talk with us today with me and then also then to bro- I'm going to broadcast this later on the podcast and everything and um you know Louisa is there anything else that we want to add with these guys before we let them go
1: um uh, no they've got to get back to working on that dick punch
0: yeah get back <laughs> get back to work. Back to the coding minds.
1: <laughs> i um, I so I, I was just going to say, you know, thank you, uh, thank you so much for uh, joining us, and it's been it's been a joy to be able to work with such a, you know, really like um, agile technical team, but at the same time, I, I think a group who really appreciates the creative and the and the fun that is the gimmicks.
3: Exactly. Likewise, I was gonna say because like, we are, yeah. we can't stress enough, like the how how happy we are about uh, working with this project with you guys because it's the both things. Uh, we 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 are used to working with tight deadlines, changing the scope, with things like, uh, and here we are. We know that the reason for doing everything that we do it's that like for actually having fun with the result. We we there, these are things that we love testing. We are stressing like every possible boundary we are using new tech uh, remark for creating dynamic nested nfts so there are many things that uh, people don't know that behind the scenes that are being used that are gonna be like case studies uh, soon so everything we do it's fun and also challenging so yeah we it, it, it couldn't be better
2: Thanks for for the time and thanks for the invitation. I think it's ah uh, it's super fun to be a part of the community and, and 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 I appreciate having the space to sort of talk what we've been working on and what we're working on. Fantastic! Thanks, guys.